welcome to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss mystical works of literature and how they relate to recovery. We hope you enjoy today's podcast episode. Panic, it's only 402. I know, I know we, we can do Our a time. So we can do the whole, let's take a moment to center ourselves, right? For Craig. <laughs> And then maybe by the time we get through that breathing, you know, maybe buddy will be along and you'll be fine. Right, here, here's coming now. Here, here's. See? <laughs> Craig, I was like you earlier today, so I'm really glad that it's not me right now. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not. He phoned me along and says, he says, I'll be there. I'll be there. No problem. There is there. Why haven't you returned my calls for the last 30 minutes on Messenger? Because maybe you've not been phoning me. Maybe I have been phoning you. No, you, you texted me two minutes ago to say, call me, please. I've been phoning you the whole time before that. You couldn't have been phoning me. I've, I've got no, I've no <laughs> missed calls. So you don't think I'm... You don't text, you don't call. Yeah, no roses, what's going on? I've just got nothing to talk, no chocolates anymore. <laughs> oh. And oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Dive Around the Sandman podcast. My name is not Buddy, I am Craig. Buddy's actually went off in a huff for some reason. I think I've actually managed to, I've managed to break him. So today we've got Mark, Chris, Dennis, Kate, and Amy. How's everybody doing? Hmm. Doing good. Mm. Good, yeah. Excellent. Fantastic. So, Kate, are you okay to, we'll just jump straight in, we'll just jump straight to the reading? Sure. The reading is, in my end is my beginning. In the beginning of beginnings was void of void, the nameless. And in the nameless was the one without body, without form. This one, this being in whom all find power to exist, is the living. From the living comes the formless, the undivided. From the act of this formless come the existence, each according to its inner principle. This is form. Here body embrace and cherishes spirit. The two work together as one, blending and manifesting their characters. And this is nature. But he who obeys nature returns through form and formless to the living. And in the living joins the unbegun beginning. This joining is sameness. The sameness is void. The void is infinite. The bird opens its beak and sings its note. And then the beak comes together again in silence. So nature and the living meet together in void. Like the closing of the bird's beak after its song, heaven and earth come together in the unbegun, and all is foolishness, all is unknown, all is like the lights of an idiot, all is without mind. To obey is to close the beak and fall into unbeginning. Thank you very much. So who wants to start? I can start, Greg. 
Um, nice to join us, buddy. Welcome. I'm having some internet issues and some Craig issues too, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> thought you fell out of this. I did. Before you before you go any further, how, how does it feel to have me as a last resort in your life now? <laughs> well, uh, I will find another resort next time. <laughs> That's why I called you early this morning so we wouldn't be doing this at two minutes still. But uh, anyway, that doesn't matter. Uh, thank you for doing this. Maybe I'll get uh, things sorted out by next week. In my end is my beginning, not maybe, not uh, possibly, but is my beginning. I don't see endings as beginnings. I think that's what he's saying, that my, my new beginning is in the ending. Whatever's ending is not really ending. There's a beginning there if we're able to see it. We could do a whole meeting just on the title. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I just took my old water tank to the metal recycling place. It was at the end of its service for me. But it's the beginning of a service for something else. Right. It's all about the, the circle of life, I think. Yeah. It's just one big continuum. Right? right. Like Sensei was talking about last week, what a little bit that I was able to follow along with it's like it's just i'm just a blip on the continuum i think for me it was also about getting back or getting down to the nothingness or the emptiness it's really what i'm trying to say right void avoid nameless without body without form absolute emptiness the empty of the emptiness. It's interesting all those different names too, Amy, that uh, they put on mm. void, nameless, without body, without form, the living, formless, undivided, all these uh, ideas on where we find that beginning. You know, that's where we find the beginning is within mm -hmm. the emptiness. Within the end, there is a beginning. And as related to recovery, how about all of the different um, words for God or higher power? Right? I think that that's what I'm reminded of now, too, because all throughout um, my process of recovery... I've used various names, all capitalized, whether it be creative intelligence, whether it be um, higher power, spirit of the universe, you know, all of those things. They're all, I think, what this is talking about, too. And all of that is where I am, mm. where I need to stay. I don't know. Maybe that doesn't make any sense to anybody but me, but... What I what I get out of it too, the first, I'm talking about the first paragraph, I guess, or whatever you call the first stanza. Is it? I'm not sure. Um, is it, it? It it's getting closer and closer to things we can actually perceive. You know, we can't perceive a void, really, 
it's like thinking of infinity, I think. I can't perceive of it, but so it's that's there. And then progressively it's working its way to something that we can actually conceive of. We can we can watch nature. I love that first stanza. That's good, Chris. Thank you. Yeah. How does the second step blend into this, Amy? Because I had the second step. You were talking about names of God. If we knew intuitively that every time that something ends in our life, be it a relationship, be it a job, be it anything, any ending we have, if we knew the new beginning was there already, how would that affect how we come to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity? That restoration's already there. In the in, in the worst circumstance, in the worst ending, the beginning is there. The restoration's already begun. Well, I think as I think it has to do for me personally with my humanness. Because by the time I, I get to my ending of my active disease of alcoholism, I don't realize there's a beginning. I don't even know there's a solution, right? I'm just like, I am done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm done. And as I, specifically for step two, I had to first, well, I think that's where I start undoing what got me here in the first place, right? So uncovering, discovering, and discarding as, as this, all the steps are. But I don't know that I don't know until I get here. And then, like I said a second ago, the whole full circle thing, a child believes an infant intuitively knows that it's going to be fed and clothed and bathed and bathed and changed and all of those things. The older that I got, the more, <laughs> I'm going to use some of those words from that book, Letting Go, the more programming, right, that took place in my life and all these external forces formed me and shaped me into a body with form, not being void, right? And so then in step two specifically, if I can come to believe and something outside of my humanness, then I can get back to that innermost self of empty or void. Sanity, specifically as related to step two. All this other stuff is insanity. In the second stanza there, it says, he who obeys nature returns through form and formlessness to the living. So that would be the goal, I would think. You would want, that's what you want to happen. So how do you obey nature? Yeah, thy will be done is in the terms in the big book. <laughs> yeah, stop fighting, right? Yeah. We stop fighting anyone and anything, even alcohol. Like alcohol is just our trainer, I think. All mm, alcohol is a good the point. Yeah. thing to teach us how to surrender. Because I think this whole life is about, I'm grateful for alcohol because alcohol is teaching me how to get the same relief in the rest of my life that I got from alcohol. Alcohol is not a curse. It's a blessing. 
it taught me things I would have never learned if it would not have been for alcohol. I'd have never learned how to surrender. I would never have a fraction of the peace and joy that I have most of the time now mm-hmm. if it wasn't for uh, for alcohol. To watch where you say that, too. You could take that one two ways, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> but it really is true. I mean, does that resonate yeah. with anybody? Yes, it does. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm sorry, I can't see everyone. I'm just seeing Chris right now because he's talking. <laughs> Let me see. I can't see everybody. Oh, you don't have the gallery view. No, okay. I'm on my phone. So we've got Marlis here. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then Mark's here. Good. Good to have you, Mark. And the only comment that while well, you said it yourself, it's 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 kind of letting go and take the world as it is and not as you want it to. That is kind of what that is. And 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 when we're talking about the beginning. Nothing, I think Amy touched on it, nothing you can begin before something else ends, right? And if it's the whole circle of life, I think maybe it's in our culture that we, we, we're supposed to see uh, uh, death as, as something to be afraid of. And that has to happen before a new beginning. Some people go into reincarnation and, and that. Mm. But, but it is simply the circle of life. We don't we don't mourn when, when trees or when leaves are falling from the trees, do we? So I'm thinking more, Dennis, I was thinking more about the ending in things within our life. We all have endings happen all the time. I mean, today I'm moving from a house that I liked that I needed to sell. That's an ending. Mm -hmm. We have those things that happen all the time in our Mm -hmm. life. And with every one of those things that seem to be ending there, you know, it could be anything from. Issues with our health could be is, is a kind of an ending. Mark, can you put your hand up? Yeah, so this whole thing, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, this, this optical illusion where you see uh, either a goblet or two faces facing each other, right? Um, so mentally you can see either one of those things, the goblet or the two faces, um, but you can't hold both of those things in your head at the same time, right? Um, and so uh, it, it, this, this whole thing, like to me, this in my end is my beginning. Is is my, when my ego dies, when I'm meditating, I can just get a glimpse of that which is observing, right? And it's the snake chasing its tail because every time I make a subject of of the one that observes, it becomes observed, right? And it's this whole like infinite regress of, of looking at itself again and again. Um, so, so, and it go, kind of goes back to that higher power where you can't really talk directly about it. So you have to sort of talk around it, uh, which kind of gets into this whole like void of voids and beginning of beginnings and, uh, the bird closing its beak and it's, and, and the silence, uh, like all just hints at that which you can't talk directly about. And I'm not sure if I'm making any sense there, but, um, it's it's uh, that's that's what came to mind when I was studying it. I was thinking about the thank you, Mark. I was thinking about the he who obeys nature might be reminded me of the, the phrase from a few weeks ago that the one that's following the Tao stands on what is moving. Mm-hmm. 
and that that was my I was saying, hmm, we just look at what's happening. We don't try to change nature. We just look at nature and then we obey what we're told. So it's that getting into the flow of what's already going on. It sounds to me like you can substitute that with the word acceptance. Sure. Right? You're just exactly. accepting things as they are, nature as it are. You're not fighting anything. Uh, and, and, and the solutions within the emptiness. Hmm. The solution's in the void. We think the solution is in the stuff, is in the opposite of that, you know? But it says the solution is within the void, and that's within the ending. Whatever's ending. Hmm. Maybe that came to believe could be the restoring to sanity would be the new beginning, you know? You can go back to that coffee cup uh, philosophy that you use, and you yeah. have to empty the cup up before you 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 can fill it up again, right? And yeah, so on. And, and with that comes growth. When you're closing the door to something, you have to step out of your comfort zone for something new to happen. And uh, and there in, in is, is the growth, so we don't stay stagnant. That's really like a Tao promise that there is a beginning in every ending. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, since you keep referencing step two, let's just go back to one. You know, mm -hmm. who cares to admit complete defeat? We we had to admit the powerlessness and the unmanageability, right? The absolute mm -hmm. doneness. Mm -hmm. I'm done. I'm at my end. And then two, okay, I absolutely surrendered in one. So I'm humbled and I can begin beginning to believe in something better than the way things used to be. Hmm. Uh, how about this? What is it? Okay. The power greater than ourselves in step two. I always thought about that as being God. Okay. But alcohol is a power greater than me. Could it be that when I surrender to alcohol, as in the nature within the void, that that's where the solution lies. That's where my power is. That my power is already here. I may I may thank God. I may blame God for the power, <laughs> but maybe the power is already here, and it has nothing to do with any external thing outside of us. Mark will probably latch onto that because I know some of Mark's uh, belief systems from our from some other conversations. So uh, I, I imagine he'll like that one. I was looking at it, I said, hey, why do I automatically think that's talking about God? Because all these powers are greater than me. Wasn't alcohol our master? Yeah. Yeah. But even things that I mean, day to day stuff's greater than me. Craig's greater than me. You know, I can't control any, you know, that's the thing. You know, we can't control. We, we think we've got all this control that we don't. So maybe just to surrender to what is. Is what opens the door because we get out of the way when we surrender to what is. I don't know. Yeah, that's I'm mean, actually aiming to, to answer that question. I, I'd like to surrender now. After all that, because I know when I'm getting into trying to manage things, 
I can't manage my own life, so I start managing other things outside of myself. I become miserable, right? So I want to surrender now. I want, oh, here it goes again. Let me just do uh, so. Yeah. I'm not trying to take anybody's God now. Don't, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not going there. I'm just saying that uh, maybe in the second step, I always thought that was God that was doing it for me. Maybe the God within me, uh, that power that's within me, the way I tap that is by just surrendering to, to these circumstances, whatever they are, that's greater than I am. I don't know. Surrender, acceptance. You have to accept it as it is. Yeah, which is hard to do all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking, and this may be silly, I always think about this. Do we um, surrender to human nature also? Because there, there are certain things that, that we do as humans that aren't always great. And, you know, I posed this to a, a Christian friend of mine. And, you know, I said, why are some people evil and some people good? Because that's human nature. And she said it's their will that's different. It's the will of somebody that makes it different, not human nature. So do we give in to human nature, I guess is my question, as we give in to the nature outside of us? Uh, This is just the way we are. I think it really depends on what what we're being asked to, to give in to. I mean, we, we all know we all know right from wrong. We all know if, if somebody's trying to lead us astray and get us to do something that's that's wrong. We um, do. What what about the people out there that are evil? I think we're always going to have that in any society that that we, that we grow up in, that we belong in. People are always going to try and establish themselves over other people. I think that it's human nature because it, it happens. It's it's in every society. Yeah, so, I think there's a big nature. Yeah, I think there's a big difference between um, surrendering to, to somebody else's will than being oppressed and being bullied and, and being made a victim. I think there's a massive difference between between doing that. Uh, personally, I know, I, well, I would like to think I know the difference between right and wrong, and I would know when when to resist. But then I would look for another power greater than myself. I would look for somebody else that I could turn to that could maybe help me in certain situations. Uh, Buddy mentioned the fact that he always thought it was God. I've always, um, I've always came into these into the steps, resisting the fact that it could be God. So yeah, I had to. Be, I'm talking in a bigger sense, not not us personally. I'm talking in a bigger sense that there's, yeah. you know, groups of people that are just evil, and yeah. they're in every society, and it's not just an individual thing. It's and yeah, it's. Well, what, 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 was, what I was going to say was, yeah, what I was going to say was the fact that I, I didn't have to surrender to God. I had to surrender. I, I had to surrender to people. I had to surrender my issues to people. I think there's a difference between surrendering your problems and your, well, not, not so much your problems. Yeah, yeah, your problems, your defects, your characters, the, the things that are going on in your life, the things that you can't understand. I think there's a difference between surrendering that to somebody than to actually surrendering your will, surrendering your freedom, surrendering some things that you stand for. It's like when we make our amends, we take we take the responsibility for our part in it. We don't take responsibility for everybody else's shit that's going on. Um, I think there's there's always that fine line between what what we think is is morally right and getting involved in like a societal um, misgivings. I think everyone's full of fear, Marla, and it's just a manifestation of fear. I've known one evil person in my life, and he was full of fear. 
No, I, I know that. I just wonder, is that human nature then? Because we all have fear. Is that... A, a, it's our, it's our divided nature. nature. It's our separated nature to, to be afraid if we don't, you know, learn the things we're learning, I think, you know. Because if our small self, the only thing we have to fall back on is our ego and fear, I think. We had to yeah. learn fear as an instinctive thing when we were hunters, you know, yeah. to learn that fear or, or else. I mean, animals naturally have fear. I think we naturally have fear. Well, we're talking, I was talking about a different kind of fear, though. I wasn't talking about, uh, you know, I need I'm to put on a coat because I'm talking about a, a big, bigger, bigger sense. Right, right. Not um, individual. I'm, I'm trying to understand what you're saying, Marla, and I can kind of see when you're talking about a bigger fear, sometimes we get into that um, communally and, 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 and it kind of, it, it, we feed off each other's fear easily and then it can outgrow to something outrageous, right? But for me, I kind of, I think Greg was, was touching on it. I, I have to love people that, uh, that don't know, um, to do the right thing. Yes. Uh, and that comes through the highest sense of love, which is acceptance, I guess, right? That I have to accept that there's just people that is incapable of, of knowing, knowing, um, knowing right from wrong. And, and that can give me a certain peace. I think I just saw a little bit of Confucius here earlier, and, and I kind of like that. We, we all want that that peace. But in order for me to have peace in my country, I have to understand peace in my community. If I have to understand peace in my community, I have to understand peace in my family. And for me to have peace in my family, I have to have peace within myself, right? And And that's where it starts. And then maybe that can grow on to somebody else if, if I can if I can teach uh, me, me to keep the peace. And isn't that a beginning and an ending? Mm. Mm, yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I like that. Uh, I was thinking of it the uh, sort of the other way around. If, if an individual has fear, then the family has fear, mm -hmm. the community has fear, you know, and so forth. It goes up to society and then it gets right back to the individual. You know, if the, most overall society has fear. The individual will be prompted to have fear too. So it is circular, isn't it? The two work together as one, blending and manifesting their characters. And this is nature. Hmm. How about this line in the uh, mm. that second nice, stanza yeah. or third stanza? Uh, Near the bottom there where it says, so nature and the living meet together in the void, in the vo in the emptiness. You know, right. for me, that would be in the surrender, I would think. What do y'all make of this bird in this, this bird story? That's supposed to help us understand. It's just symbolic. Mm-hmm. Can it also be when, when you're when you're looking towards nature, you're also uh, sometimes as human beings, we're looking towards other human beings to make us feel whole. But you can actually feel whole and with, with just being in nature and feel whole with everything. We don't necessarily always have to have that other human being that we sometimes are seeking for. 
and, and, and going into the void instead of whole. And it's kind of funny because the void is the same after all our talkings here and, and, and with, with, with studying the Tao, the void is the same as being whole somehow. <laughs> wow. Am I totally wrong with that? No. no. That's the paradox of it. Yeah. When I was talking about the, like the closing of the, the Bird's Beak Act for its song, I thought about stopping once the job's done. Do, doing my part and then not pushing, not pushing any further. Yeah. That comes up quite often in the day. Just, just do your bit and then that's enough. Don't strive to do more than, than what I'm here for. That's good. I'm thinking about the, the space between the notes. It's what mm. makes, makes it music, you know? It's like the bellows, mm. the, the space in the bellows. Mm-hmm. Heaven and earth come together in the unbegun, in other words, in the silence. What do you guys think it is getting at when at the, in the last few lines where it's talking about, the, so the bird has closed its beak after its song, and then it says, all is foolishness, all is unknown, all is like the lights of an idiot, all is without mind. I think it's telling us not, I mean, not to overthink and just accept. I think the word idiot comes up in another translation later on in the Tao. I think it's written about in the 70s. It's not idiot as in the, as in the term that we see idiot. Um, I think idiot was described as somebody that has uh, not, uh, not knowing, somebody that has no knowledge. Um, so it could be somebody that has has surrendered their has surrendered their perceptions and is, is just going with with how things are. I'm, I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a big discussion with, on on the, the term of it is what it is because we've surrendered we've surrendered what we think things are we've surrendered to how things how things actually are. But the, the word idiot isn't actually meant as an idiot or fool. It's it's somebody that doesn't know. So it could be innocence. It could be returned to that state of childlike wonder, where we just take things for how they are. We know there's going to be food because that's that's what always happens. We don't have to worry about shelter. We don't have to worry about money. I think it's back to that idea, Kate, like you were talking about that uh, that the solution is always within the emptiness, within the void, within the unlearning, within you know. Learning how not to know, learning how to let go, learning how to, you know, look for the solution instead of thinking you have to come up with the solution. That that thinking, you know. Yeah. I mean, we all, you know, like my sponsee, I called one day. I said, "What are you doing?" Or I said, "How are you doing?" He says, "I'm doing good." I said, "What are you doing?" He says, "I'm trying not to try." <laughs> and and I said, "Okay." I said, "Yeah, I can see that," you know. Because it's my self-effort that gets me in trouble most of the time, my push. That's interesting right there. It, it reminds me of a saying with, with my sponsor once, and I remember this so clearly, and it made me really wonder. I, I was so happy, and I had such a good day the day before, and I said to him, man, I'm trying to figure out what I did for me to be so happy all the time. Mm-hmm. I said, stop right there. Stop. That's what gets you wrong in the first place. Uh-huh. 
because I always want to be happy. I'm always seeking for the answer to everything because I think that that provides me some sense of happiness, right? But but and that might be that idiotic thing that we're talking about that we're seeking for answers all the time. But uh, what is that other? Is this is you might know this, Chris? Is this a Zen Buddhist thing? And I love that story with this student that, that wants the answer, and he's so eager. They're sitting eating lunch, and and he's eating fast because he's eager to learn some more. And and he asks his master after he's done. So what? What now? He said, "Are you done eating?" "Yes, master, I'm done eating." "Okay, go wash your bowl." Hmm. That's the ordinary next thing that's coming, right? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. So if that applies to uh, this is pretty down to, down to earth for me. I just had a session with my uh, analyst, my um, uh, I keep analysts or whatever you. Uh, anyway, I went through a depression last weekend. What happens if you try and um, determine the cause of that? Can, can you analyze that? You know, it creates the urge to drink, that's for sure. It would be nice to know why it came about. <clears throat> to analyze that story with the bull, just doing the next right thing and don't yeah. think further ahead. <laughs> I don't know. That's or, or just uh, as simple as it sounds, except that, okay, this is where I am. I'm... I'm in a, a valley because life is peaks and valleys and roller coasters or whatever kind of analogy you want to put it instead of trying to figure. And I, and this is hard for me to do instead mm-hmm. of trying to figure out why, why, why just say, okay, it is what it is. I'm a, it's okay to feel through this. It's okay to be in a valley because tomorrow or in 10 minutes or two weeks, I'm going to be on the mountain. I'm going to be in a high and that's going to be okay, too. If I'm feeling really, really happy, like Dennis said earlier, why was I so happy yesterday? Yeah, right. You know, I don't know that I spent so much time wondering why. It's it's a much better feeling. It's not as uncomfortable as, as the lows are uncomfortable. But I don't sit there, for me anyway, I don't sit there and go, why, why, why? I'm just like, hell to the yes, I'm happy today. <laughs> Woo! You know? So maybe I won't say hell to the yes, I'm sad today, but I just say, okay, I'm sad today or mm-hmm. a couple of days, but this too shall pass. Mm. Easier said than done for sure. Mm-hmm. That's good. Thanks, Amy. I, one thing for me, Chris, um, I had a sponsee lately that said that he was depressed and I said, well, he'd had a really hard depression. I said, well, did you go to the doctor? Did you try to, is it something clinical? No, no, it's it's not anything I need medical. I said, well, I, I all I could say would be just learn to accept how you feel today and let it pass because it's going to change. If it's something that you need, you know, that medical attention is needed for, then I would for sure get medical attention, you know, in whatever form that is. But if not, then for me, I have learned that when I feel down, that I accept feeling down. If I'm up, you know, I cannot accept feeling up too. You know, being happy, I can, I can uh, want to make that stay longer than what it is and whatever it is. Keep doing, you know, 
and have the same issue with being happy that you can have with being depressed or or angry or any other feeling that you could, you know, emotion that you have, you know. So I've learned and it came, Amy, it came from that letting go book, uh, how to start <laughs> accepting my feelings, you know, mm-hmm. it's okay. I feel this particular way. Why do I feel this way? And just let myself feel it. And if I stop resisting it, it takes the power away from it for me. That's how it always works that way. Grief. When I've had grief, it's just lasted a day or two when I've sat with it and just, and just let myself feel it. Then it would, it would pass a lot faster. So I think that's part of this whole of really what we're talking about today mm-hmm. in um, learning how to just look, stop resisting and pushing and just look within whatever the, the emptiness is, whatever the void, what whatever's going on and, and just learn to accept it as it is, you know, because, uh, uh, it will change and it's going to be different. And that's the thing we don't like anyway. We don't like change. We like things to be consistent. I know I do. Mm-hmm. I don't want them to be different. And me stopping the orchestration of everything and the controlling of everything really uh, is where I find the emptiness. I think that's the whole point is to get to that point to where we stop. We become the observer, right? We start observing our life and stand, you know, and moving toward what is what is moving, you know, step on that, not try to create something ourselves. And just we just see that and we start noticing or we couldn't notice before. Yeah. Knowing that my beginning is in every ending I have has a new beginning within it. Every one. I am not alone. I don't even have to come up with the uh, with the answer. All I have to do is be quiet till the answer shows it. You know, the answer's there. I just can't see it. Yeah, it gets to what we expect from our higher power. There's a dividing line between. I mean, we have to exert our will to some extent, anyway. That, uh, to function. And so the dividing line was a dividing, well, a great big gray, big wide gray area, I guess, <laughs> between our will and what we expect from our higher power. Yeah, I think it really has to do for me, Chris, it has to do with what I am using my will to do. What, what you know, am I using my will to try to get something that I don't have? Or am I using my will to let go and surrender? Mm. You know, there's a big difference there between me trying to manipulate life and blaming God for it. You know, that, that, oh, this is the will of God for me, or this is the will of God. We can do control with God all day long, you know, or we can surrender and let go and respond when we see, if we want to use God, see when we see God doing something or, we see nature. You can use nature for, for in this situation. When we see, you know, this spirit of the universe doing this thing, when we see creation happening in something, we can either be attentive and go, 
oh, I want to go be with that. You know, I want to get in that flow. And it happens all the time uh, and in everything, too. But we have to be uh, still. I have to wait and I have to look and I have to surrender so I can see that. That really goes to the 11th step that we pray for the knowledge of his will. That, that doesn't mean we're praying for the will of God. I don't think. I think it means I'm praying so I can see what God's doing. He, he's doing something all the time. I just can't see it. There's this force that's happening all the time, ever expanding, ever creating. And I can't see it at work. So when I surrender and I, I let go enough to where I'm able to notice it, I can say, oh, this is what's happening. Why don't I go over there? Why don't I start working, you know, instead of trying to fight against it and create my own thing through my ego and or, or to protect my fears, why don't I just go, go over there and do that, you know? Mm. Like a merry-go-round, you know? I think this program gets us close enough if we could, if I think of the merry-go-round as the will of God or uh, what the, the, the creation that's happening. And I have to get close enough to that where I can just, and when you step on a merry-go-round, it doesn't matter where you step on, you just find a place. And, and if you miss a spot you wanted, you just wait, it's going to come around again. And you just step on, you don't have to drag a foot and push the merry-go-round to make it go more, you know, not on those, you know, like you, like I'm, I'm thinking of the one at uh, Amy, I'm thinking the one at Six Flags in Atlanta, you know, and you just go and you just step on. But buddy, if if I stay on that merry-go-round for a longer period of time, I'm gonna throw up. I <laughs> I can't. I get dizzy, you know. And 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 use the same metaphor. I, I don't want to just go in circles. I wanna I wanna move in a more straight or at least curved line or something to move forward. I prefer the roller coaster. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank y'all for screwing up my metaphor. Yeah. <laughs> And I want to use the word carousel instead of merry-go-round because merry-go-round's really boring. At least carousels have like you know unicorns and horses. And well, that's what I'm thinking of as a carousel. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah no problem. <laughs> but I was thinking about that. About that's a. I think it's a really good analogy for the will of God because you just step on somewhere, and if you miss your spot, it's okay. You just step on again. Yeah. Thanks, Mark. Yeah, carousel is much better. But at, the, but at the same time, I looked at my active disease, being active in my disease as a, the, a horrible merry-go-round that I just couldn't get off. And I just kept going around it. That was the insanity of it. Just kept going around and around and around and around. Getting back, you know, starting. Oh, here we go. Starting where I was stopping, where I was starting again and stopping and blah, 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 blah. So now... Maybe I just moved from a boring merry-go-round to a beautiful carousel. Maybe that's what it is. There we go. Thank you for reading my mail, Amy. <laughs> yeah, you know, the bottom line, it's not up to us to make it happen. It's not up to us to make it go faster or slower. You know, it's up to us just to step. And I think it's the same thing with this. Um and that we can just look, you know, I know in my ending there is a beginning, whatever that ending is. Um, I don't have to struggle. I don't have to fight. 
I can quit fighting anything and anyone, even the thing that had me the most bound, which was alcohol, you know, or most bound that I was aware of anyway, the thing killing me. Hmm. Maybe your merry-go-round became a carousel. Could be. Could be. Anything else, guys? You know, we didn't really answer Kate's question, I don't think, did we? About well, the, the end of that stanza. Well, I'm not really sure. <clears throat> but those uh, the last bit of it is really confusing to me. <laughs> she was asking about the, the bird image, for one thing. Yeah, Kate was asked about, like, the closing of the bird's beak after its song, heaven and earth come together in the unbegun, and all is foolishness, all is unknown, all is like the lights of an idiot, all is without mind. To obey is to close the beak and fall into unbeginning. I think for me, to to obey is quite a difficult one to start with. Um, to close the beak and fall into unbeginning. I think if I, I think sometimes if I just close my mouth and try and keep out of things, it can lead to a new beginning. I've never, I've never managed to listen, listen myself out of a job yet. I'm sure I've managed to talk my way out of things because I've tried to influence or change them. I think just going into that state of not knowing or not, not influencing, not manipulating, just, just surrendering to, to how things are. It kind of reminds me of the book of Job. When he's, um, where he's, he's questioning God, he's saying, like, why have you done all these things to me? And, you know, he's, he's trying to impose his will on God. And God turns around and says, well, where were you? Where were you when I created the earth? Where were you when I created the heavens? You know, you weren't even thought of. You know, you're not the one that controls everything. So just more or less back in your place and just remember that you're part of creation. You aren't creation itself. You're part of, you're, you're part of the world. The world doesn't revolve around you. You're, you're included in the whole. Kate, I'm thinking that's just talking about the fact that we have to surrender and let go, that our solution is not within our effort. It's not within our striving and trying like we learn and see from all these other examples. Maybe it's accepting that we are not the solution. Yeah. We are not the answer to, to what I'd say he's, he was thinking. We, we are not the answer to, to everything that's going on. We, I, I think my have... thinking. Oh, go ahead. I think my thinking that I was the answer is what got me here in the first place, right? Thinking that I could solve my problems got me here. So yeah, absolutely, I'm not. And I can still go there, you know. Just because I'm sober now doesn't mean that uh, I don't think I know what's best. You know, I can I can be caught up in my ego and my directorship at any moment. I think that um, going back to the will of God um, and and my will versus God's will, I think through this whole process of working the steps, ego deflation, however you want to look at it, whatever you want to call it, it is undoing, I'm going back to that word humanist, undoing my humanness so that I become more spiritual right? The 
he who obeys nature returns through form, which is me as a human and formless, which is God or higher power, whatever. And it's the alignment of my will and God's will that is the living and where I should stay. But yeah, anytime, anytime I try to take back over, my ego takes charge, then it's like a seesaw. We're on the playground again. Here we are. It's like a seesaw, right? Instead of me and God being on the seesaw at the same time, being equal, it's like my ego takes over and not, you know, whichever mm-hmm. way you want to look at it. Mm-hmm. I really don't have any idea about, I mean, I get, I think I get what all that stuff is about the foolishness and the lights of an idiot. I think um, me, I'm just trying to overanalyze it and trying to make it really complicated when it just it's, it's is letting it go. It's just letting go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's um, the point of those last couple of sentences. It's just like, wait, don't overcomplicate it. How about this too? In anytime something's ending in my life, I'm already thinking about how I can start something else, right? I'm I'm thinking about the solution to my problem. When this is saying my solution is already there and that solution is not up to me to figure out. I mean, I didn't figure out how to get sober. All I did was surrender. I stopped trying to figure it out. Mm -hmm. So the seed of, you know, my beginning is already there. I just can't see it because I'm trying to figure it out. Did anybody else think of the door song? This is the end. My mm. only friend, the end. Nobody else thought of that mm. as we were going this well. Mm. Just look up the words to that. Some of it goes off the rails, but this is the end. Beautiful friend. Mm. I'm too young for the doors. I wasn't no, you're not. Door. Nobody's too young for the doors. <laughs> I'll see if I'll see. any new music lately. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah, it's a really good song. It's very, it's crazy. Mm. I'll, I'll see if my dad's got the got the record. He probably does. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the same age as your dad. So. I can see why Buddy was having troubles with you. Oh, he loves it. He he finds a pick. He's going to pick it. So, <laughs> thank thank God for Craig. Thank you for Craig. I need yeah. Craig today. Yeah. That's true. It's such a good light in my life. <laughs> Just on Thursday, so. What's Anything the name of that song? Do what? The Doors? Yeah. This is the end. This is the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, some of it's very appropriate to our discussion today. Kate, did we get your question answered before we close out? She's gone. Kate's oh, gone. Yes, yeah, she, she's fell off. Yeah, she's. So, yeah, she's okay. just. I guess we did. So. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was so she left. Yeah. Okay. But if, but if anybody anybody does have any questions, you can join the the Diver on Sand and Facebook page, and you can ask us the questions. So if there's if there's something out there that you that we're talking about, or maybe you've got something that you want to contribute to it as well. Then we're quite happy to revisit the conversations. You can even join us on the meetings as well. If you join the if you join the diver on the sand and Facebook page, we'll post a link to this meeting so you can actually join us as well. So, are there any other resources that we want to mention, Marla? 
No. No, buddy. The first uh, we've got the uh, the meetings that the the Zoom meetings that are happening. The there's. I'm sure you guys are still doing the daily meeting, right, Marla? Is that still going Monday through Friday? It's still going on. I'm not okay. as much a part of it as it was before. Well, I have the link in the show notes, and then I'll I will also have the link to the 9 p.m. AA meeting that's every night. You can come on Sunday nights at nine Eastern, and Amy chairs Sunday. Oh, so, yeah, that's my bedtime. ZoomAAMeetings.com takes you directly to that meeting. Then uh, Mark comes regularly. Chris comes regularly. So Dennis comes sometimes, semi-regularly. And I'm there quite often. So join us sometime. 9 p.m. Eastern every night. And then a speaker on Saturday night. So Okay. Any closing thoughts, guys, on this uh, story? I just, I just think I need to be more, more conscious of the fact that not everything is an end. Well, hey, how about this, Craig? Nothing's really an end. If there's another beginning within the end, there is no end. Mm. You do realize I'm going to my bed and I'm going to be thinking about this all night. <laughs> so you can call him no, no, four thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be at the meeting tonight as well because it's only at 2 a.m. at my time and I'll still be there thinking You'll about still it. Be thinking <laughs> <laughs> but you know, isn't that great though that we do not have to come up with the solutions for our life? I know. All we have to do is, well, the Dow quote that would be great for this would be, can we let our mud settle to where the right answer shows by itself? Mm. You know, that's a great quote for this, you know, uh, and that really, you know, stop thinking and end your problems. That's <laughs> another one that would, Craig, you know, that's usually <laughs> attributed to Craig. But, uh, you know, that applies to this, too. So, yeah. Yeah, I guess my prayer would be or my thought meditation when I see an ending is I'm going to sit. Please show me the beginning that's in this ending. I know that there's a beginning here that I do not have to come up with. Mm. Where is it? And sit and just look for the beginning. It's there every time. Every time it's there. I just push and fight. And then I see it after the fact a lot of times. But uh, it's there. We just have to obey nature. Stop talking. Stop singing. And let it show itself. Anything else, guys? Close the beak. Mark Thank says, you. close the beak. <laughs> close the beak. Well, I'm I'm closing the beak, guys. See ya. Thanks a lot. Bye. <laughs> Hello, this is Buddy C. I wanted to make you aware of several recovery-related resources that I've posted in the episode description. These resources include a list of recovery podcasts, a free sober meditation app, daily recovery email, shared Google recovery calendars. Hope you put some of these resources to use and have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Tao of Our Understanding Recovery Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends in recovery.